everybody. Welcome back from me, Deborah McPhillamy. Welcome to my podcast. And I've decided that I am finally ready to put myself out there and live life on my terms, the way I want to live, doing what I want to do, getting rid of expectations, you know, to stop always putting everybody else first. I know this is a very hard thing for a woman to do, but I'm going to do that because the reality is, you know, I've had so many roller coasters or, or should I say emotional roller coasters over the past years because I've always thought I've had to live my life the way other people expected me to live it and the way other people told me to. So there have been times that I've gone against my intuition. There have been times that I have gone against my own um, desires. There have been times where I've had to fight for what I want. Um, a lot of crying, sometimes a lot of rage, screaming, anger, sadness, depression, you name it. And all of it because I was not living my life the way I wanted to. I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't think I was worthy of it. Um, you know, I've been raised in a very religious home. I was taught to put other people first. We had a little song in Sunday school. I remember it so vividly and it was called J-O-Y and it was Jesus first, yourself last, others in between. And then of course, you know, also growing up in a Christian home. Now I'm not dissing Christian, please don't get me wrong here because there's a lot of um, the Christian life that I agree with and there's a lot of the teachings that I think are fantastic and very in line with all the other religions out there and with spirituality. But, you know, some of the religions are a little bit extreme and, you know, a lot of the Christian faith believes that the man is the head of the household, the woman is second, um, she's subservient, she's Eve, she's got to live according to what the husband wants. And this has not boded, this has not, is it boded well? I think, is that the way to say it? It just hasn't gone well for me because I'm a strong, independent woman. And I've always found that, you know, whenever I've been in a relationship or been married, that I have found myself having to change who I am because I used to believe, I was programmed to believe that, you know, it was a woman's job to make their husband happy and to make sure that their children were happy and that they were lost. So seven years ago, exactly seven years ago in August, shortly after I had moved into the very first home that I owned, co-owned with my husband, but still the very first home that, that, you know, I was not renting that I actually owned. I think it was about a month after we moved in, month, six weeks or whatever. And I was sitting outside and I was just feeling miserable. You know, I just moved into my home. I had started feeling really happy and I loved that it was my home. I loved that it was my garden. There were all these little birds tweeting in the garden. It was green. It was beautiful. It felt amazing. But like six weeks after moving in, I still felt that that sense of, I don't feel happy. There's something that's not right. You know, my life is not working the way I intended it to work. It didn't feel that it was my life. I felt like I was living somebody else's life. And I remember my friend Pam visiting at the time and I'd been sitting outside alone and Pam and my husband were still asleep. Um, it was early one Sunday morning, I think. And they walked outside not long after to join me for a coffee 
And I looked at them and I said, I've made a decision. And they said, what is that? And I said, I've decided I'm going to live life according to my terms. You know, I'm an adult. I was 47 at the time. I'm 54 now. And I want to live my life in a way that makes me happy. Well, little did I know that it was going to take me seven years, seven years to heal, to deprogram, to change my perceptions, to get rid of absolutely everything that was piled on top of who the person I was meant to be, to clear the hurt, to heal from the hurt, to forgive. Um, I, I never realized that I was going to find out things about myself that was so suppressed that I didn't even know that it happened to me. Seven years, it's taken me to get rid of all of that stuff. And it's quite interesting because even though I'm not religious, I mean, because I was raised in a religious and a Christian home, there's a lot of the things that I remember from the Bible, a lot of parables, a lot of teachings of Jesus. And I remember there was somewhere in the Bible where they, where they spoke about seven lean years and seven fat years. And I always find that always interesting about what did they mean with seven lean years seven fat years and and then also talking about different seasons so you have seasons where you lean seasons where you are you know you don't have money dry seasons um new beginning seasons whatever all of this stuff so i find it quite interesting that it's been seven years seven years of clearing debunking deprogramming forgiving um bringing to the surface throwing away, testing, trying, um, crying, <laughs> just seven years, which have t at times has felt hard, but has, at times has also felt like it's just flown by. I couldn't believe when I actually looked on the calendar there just today and thought, wow, it's actually been seven years. But now I'm finally ready to step out and be myself. I've gone through not only emotional healing, but I've gone through physical healing. I have had burnouts. Um, I've had COVID. I've had autoimmune issues of, you know, where it's come around where um, doctors have alluded to the fact that I've had MS because I've got all these weird symptoms and, and stuff that is going on. And whether it's true or not, I don't know yet. Still got a couple of tests looming. I have in the meantime started investigating about what autoimmune um, diseases or illnesses are all about on the spiritual realm. If you look at why, um, and a lot of it is when we feel trapped, when we feel trapped to be who we want to be, when we hold ourselves back, when we're in conflict with ourselves, when we are fighting literally fighting ourselves you know because an autoimmune illness is when your own body turns on itself now i'm a big believer of louise hay metaphysics um, you create your own reality the law of attraction all of that stuff i'm totally into it so for me getting to this point now where i supposedly have all these symptoms of somebody who has ms and looking into the reasons behind it I can now see why because I know that I've been holding back I know that I have fought myself I have hated myself I have been disgusted with myself I have um, 
I just haven't been myself, I think, ever. Well, since I was abused as a child, really. Um, I've molded myself into this little box of trying to hold myself back, to hide, to be invisible. When I have been bold, um, I've been knocked down. When I have been confident, I have been knocked down. So knocked down by life, knocked down by other people. So it has been one heck of a ride. But today, the 14th of August, 2022, I have decided that I am now ready to start living my life on my terms, according to who I was born to be. Now, you know, when I made this choice seven years ago, I remember thinking at the time, but who am I? Who am I really? Who is this me? And how else would you know than by doing things, trying things, to stop resisting life and to start saying yes. So I decided to start saying yes. And how this came about was on Friday, can't remember if it was Thursday or Friday, my husband um, got one of these new paddle boards for his birthday. He's wanted one for, for a while and he's just healed from a devastating accident that he had in December last year. He completely shattered his elbow in pieces and they thought that it was you know he would never have the use of his elbow again but anyway he has he's you know he's got a very strong mind he's quite an incredible human being when it comes to having the most powerful mind I've, I've yet to meet um or should I say that I have met in my lifetime and um so his arm is healed completely after having a, a second surgery not 100% back to what it was but anyway he wanted a paddleboard something he wanted for a while and so our family, the kids and myself and his mom and uh, my dad, we all got together and we put clubbed some, clubbed some money together or put some money together, we clubbed in and we bought him a paddleboard. And he has absolutely loved it. His elbow's doing well. He hasn't even complained about pain or anything. He's rebuilding that muscle. Anyway, he went out, I think it was Thursday or Friday. As I said, I can't remember the day. And um, yeah, I think it was Friday. I think it was it was Friday. Yes, it was Friday. And we've got this little dog. Um, I've wanted a dog for a long time. And one of the things I decided to do this year is I said, I'm going to get a dog. I'm not going to put it off any longer. I've longed to have a dog. And so we bought a cockapoo this year. Um, he was six months old yesterday, in fact. So anyway, on Friday, Paul decides he's going to go out on his paddleboard. And he says to me, are you coming? Do you want to come down to the beach? And my usual answer was, nah, I don't think, you know, I don't think I want to go. And the reason being is that I haven't always liked the sand. And over here, of course, we have a pebble beach. And Leo, want, uh, Leo, our dog, was bouncing around and he wanted to go. He was standing at the gate, the back gate. We, we're so fortunate we live a three-minute walk from the beach. You literally just walk out the back gate, over the road, onto the grass, and then you're onto the beach. So... Leo was standing at the back gate, scratching, scratching, and he really wanted to go. He saw that Paul had his paddleboard ready. So I said, oh, Leo wants to go. And Paul said, well, I can't take him on my own because obviously I'm going to be on the paddleboard. So I said, you know what? I will come. I'll just give me a minute. You go. I'll follow you. I'm going to take Leo. I'm going to go and put my costume on and I'll bring Leo and we'll come down and meet you down there. 
I did that, followed him, took Leo down and Paul was out in the board and he saw us and he came in and Leo just couldn't wait to get into the water. We had discovered, I think a week before that Leo loved the water and he just literally just jumps into the water and has a good swim and stuff like that. And um, so I took Leo down to the water and put my feet in. I was like, oh, wow, actually, this feels really nice. This feels so cool on my feet. It feels amazing. And I said to myself, you know, just go in a little bit more. And I decided that I was going to walk further and further. And I took Leo with me. And eventually I wet my whole body and I started swimming. And Paul came and brought his paddleboard. And I climbed up on the paddleboard with him and with Leo. Three of us paddled off. And then we were swimming some more. And I went, oh my goodness, I absolutely love that. Why have I stopped saying no to swimming? Because swimming is something... I used to love as a kid. I excelled at swimming as a kid. I was always at the pool. If you were looking for me and you couldn't find me, I was at the pool. I used to swim galas. I broke a record in backstroke. But for various reasons, and I'll share about it in another podcast, I had stopped saying yes because for whatever reason my brain my mind was trying to keep me safe um, was because a lot of my swimming experience had turned into a negative because my parents weren't there when I broke the record and of course I told myself and made the story up that you know I wasn't important I wasn't important enough for them to be there but they didn't was going to break a record you know they were they were swimming my swimming coach I mean they were working my swimming coach was there anyway and this is one of the reasons that I still went to the pool um, with the kids always doing something for somebody else never for myself I had stopped swimming for the pleasure of it stopped doing it for me because I had told myself that I didn't deserve it. I wasn't worthy. It, you know, whatever. The, I can't remember what the whole story is that I made up to myself to stop doing the one thing that I really, really loved. So being in the sea again on Friday, I said to myself, this is bull. I'm going to start saying yes. I need to start saying yes. I want to start saying yes. I want to stop the fear. I want to stop holding myself back from enjoying life. And what, I, what happened after that was quite amazing because on Friday, my body responded very badly to me making that decision of saying yes. I had another one of these weird episodes where the world started spinning, my body started convulsing, all these you know symptoms that I've had, these MS symptoms that I had, had to go to bed. And then on Saturday, um, you know, I woke up on Saturday morning and I thought, what on earth is going on? Because I'd noticed a pattern every time over the past seven years, I have said, I want to do something that I love. My body has resisted. My body has started playing up and I've started recognizing this pattern. Anyway, so yesterday, my friend called me, um, my friend Kay, and she's an emotional freedom um what do you call it, a tapping therapist, EFT, emotional freedom therapist. And we were chatting about it 
and I said to her, man, I don't know what's going on because she, she just phoned and she said to me, what is going on? And I said, well, actually a lot, really. I'm supposed to be um, tested next week for MS because this is the third episode that I've had. I've been in A&E two or three times. Um, but I said, but I woke up this morning and I thought I'm going to start researching what on earth is going on with my body and what does MS stand for? You know, the whole multiple sclerosis thing and why does it happen? And it was so interesting that I discovered, you know, this thing about autoimmune disease. As I said, it's something that you fight, but discovered a doctor in Australia who had it and, um, started reading his book and straight away it said that, somebody had said to him that it's often when you don't acknowledge your spirit, when you don't acknowledge your soul. And funny enough, a few days before this happened, I had had a reading, an angel reading with a coach. Um, and she had said something really similar to me because I said to her, I don't know what's going on with me. I, I still feel trapped. I've done all this work on myself. But yet I still feel trapped. And she said to me, it's not you who's trapped. It's your soul. Your soul is trapped because you're not allowing your soul to live its purpose. You're not allowing your soul to be free. Now, one thing I know for sure is that our soul is very much our heart, right? Our heart is um, what makes us happy. Our soul knows better. Our soul is the part of us that feels bliss that feels joy you know if you think about it when you do anything creative when you for instance are playing music when you are creating art when you are doing anything creative writing um doing metal work anything that makes you want to create something comes from your soul and and when you feel that in, incredible sense of bliss happiness joy um that is all your soul because your soul wants to create because we are from the creator we all creatives and being creatives makes us happy so when we're creating um something that gives us joy that's your soul talking to you. So when you create your own life, your own relationship, that is what we are meant to do. I mean, our soul's purpose is to be joyfully content. So when we start listening to our emotions, it's usually because our heart is trying to give us a message. Our heart is connected to our soul. So, you know, when... I believe that our emotions are communication from your heart because your heart is trying to tell you what makes you happy, but we hold ourselves back because we listen to our mind. We get up into our head and when we're in our mind and when we're in our head, we that's when we are um, stuck in fear. We are listening to other people's voices. We're not listening to our own voice. We are listening to everybody else. We are allowing ourselves to be held back by other people's expectations. We are not being our creative selves. We are not creating our own lives. We are living life according to what our parents wanted, what our spouses want, what our children want. And so, you know, and that's what I found so interesting that every time looking at the patterns of my life and 
whenever I have wanted to um, do something just for me and wanted to return to myself, whoever that self was, my body acts up and it, it just goes crazy. And two years ago, you know, when I was talking about swimming, two years ago, my husband and I went to the pool and I mean, yes, I was doing something for me, but I was also doing something for him. But then I also had one of these huge, weird episodes of extreme vertigo. And I had just launched a new program called Upscale Your Life. And I was helping people to, you know, deal with their emotions, to clear their emotions. And there as well, I had to cancel that. I had to stop doing that because I was so ill because I couldn't stand up straight. I couldn't sit sit up because I was the, the vertigo was just absolutely extreme. So looking at the patterns of my life and how whenever I have declared that I am going to be me and do me and live me according to what makes me happy and what gives me joy, I've always had these responses and at the moment, I've had the worst response in my body ever, where everything is, um, my eyesight has become blurry, my brain, uh, my cognitive functions have been affected, muscle weakness, I mean, I can just, the list goes on and on and on. But in those symptoms, I recognize that it's because I now have to get rid of this last bit of fear and allow myself to be who I want to be, to trust the universe, to trust that God has my back, to trust my soul, to trust the messages, the communication that I'm getting from my heart, to trust my emotions, to break through this wall of my body's extreme response to me wanting to be myself. So, after conversation with my friend yesterday, I said to her, and her reminding me today, I said to her, I am going to start saying yes to me. I'm going to start saying yes to life. I'm going to start saying yes to my body, start listening to my body when it says, I don't want to eat that. I don't want to drink that. I'm not going to be ruled by my unconscious mind. I'm not going to be ruled by my taste buds. I'm going to start listening and start respecting my body, um, listening to my soul, listening to my heart, and who knows where it's going to take me. Oh, and I have to say this, the other thing that um, my husband and I have absolutely longed for, we've been talking about it for years and years and years, we've been wanting to get a little place, or a little place, big place, whatever, somewhere in Spain for the longest possible time we've said you know what we want to have a place that we can retreat to when it's cold when we want more sunshine and we've both had this absolute longing for Spain and we were talking about it on Friday um, the same day I decided to go swimming and I said you know what we need to make a decision let's set a goal let's set a date when are we going to do it let's trial this let's see what area we want to live in and so he mentioned an area that he really loved um, that he had good memories of and I said okay what date and so we decided on August September and October next year now we don't know yet how that's going to work out but we've 
started we've taken the first step so august september october next year we are going to go and stay in spain we're probably going to rent our house out for three months on airbnb um, we're going to take the dog and we are going to do a trial run of seeing if spain is where we want to be or where it is uh, we want to be in spain and we're just going to finally take the step in this adventure that we've longed for for the longest possible time and once again taking action we know that the universe is going to align with us and help us to make that dream a reality so so much has happened just since friday because i decided to say yes and go for that swim and it just I mean, it's just crazy when you when you start saying yes to yourself and start saying yes to life. So that's all from me for today. But wishing you well and just want to say thank you for joining me. And I would like to encourage you to start saying yes to you and start saying yes to life because you never, ever know what lies ahead and how much joy it can bring you. From me, Deborah, from me, Deborah McPhillamy. Enjoy the rest of your day. Until next time, goodbye.